0: This is Talkback. 721-1290 or 1-800-568-5309.
1: This is News Talk KGVO. AM 1290 and 98.3 FM. KGVO. Missoula's News and Weather Station.
2: Welcome back to Talk Back. Hour number two of this Friday edition of Talk Back. Rolling right along this morning. Brought to you by Phillips Janitorial. Uh, their powerful steam extraction method brings tired and dirty carpets right back to life. and No job is too big or small for your business or for your home. Call 406-260-6617. Get it all cleaned up for the holidays. Also brought to you by Gomer's Diesel. U.S. Diesel Parts. 2400 Palmer. Bringing you customer satisfaction. Fast shipping and low price guarantees. And by y West Storage, out at the Y on Two Smokes Way. For pricing and availability, here's the number. Write it down or put it in your phone. 406-510-0590. They're making room for you. The views and opinions expressed on TalkBack are not those of the staff, management, or advertisers. Okay, Welcome back, everybody. We have Walt Kiro here in the studio with us this morning. Walt, of course, uh, our, our resident CPA from Kiro, Byington, and Associates. And we have some folks who want to visit with you. Well, let's uh, get right to the phones. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Nick. Oh, the crime oh, it, oh I'm Kirsten, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> i keep just forgetting it's Friday. Yeah. All right. Let, let's get uh, Kirsten Pabst on the line, our county attorney. Good morning, Kirsten. So sorry about that, ma'am.
3: Oh, no worries. Good morning and happy Friday. Same to you. So in week 50 of 2023, we charged 19 new criminal complaints, which is on the higher end, up from 16 the week before and 13 the week before that. Four of the 19 fall into the violent crimes and crimes against persons category. Um, We charged a robbery and assault with a weapon in which a defendant allegedly smashed a bottle and threw glass at a victim. And then two family-related felonies. One partner family member saw the... Uh, defendant allegedly threatened his wife with the kids present and allegedly harmed the family dog in another assault with a weapon was charged the defendant allegedly assaulted his former girlfriend pulled a knife threatened her and her cat and allegedly destroyed her home Um, in the endangerment category this is kind of alarming but we had three new felony duis this week so i'm supposed to remind you from the dui task force don't wreck the holidays with a DUI. It will not only wreck your holidays, it could devastate the lives of other people. In the property category, we charged a criminal trespass as well as a burglary. The allegation was the defendant at a local grocery store had taken thousands of dollars worth of merchandise. And over over the course of several weeks and when he was apprehended, there was allegedly more merchandise in his backpack. Finally, we were busy in the drug category. We charged several new fentanyl cases, some meth cases. One involved selling, uh, excuse me, one involved a gun and selling uh, marijuana to minors. And then finally, um, in one, the postal inspector noticed a suspicious package at the post office intercepted it. Um, a drug dog alerted a search warrant was obtained and officers located alleged cocaine and ketamine, um, obtained another search warrant and, um, found more drugs and cash proceeds Um, those are the allegations there so all in all uh, super busy week i just urge people if you're going to go out and have a good time or if you're going to go to the game any of that just make sure that you have a plan that includes a sober driver
2: the one thing I had noticed, and and of course this has been going on for for Grizz games for years and years is that there are restaurants and taverns and things like that that offer buses to and from the game, so you don 't have to worry about them when, when you get home then you know, then you 're on your own right absolutely there 's buses
3: there 's Um, numbers you can call for rides. The the taverns will help hook you up. You've got friends. There's Uber. There's so many options besides ruining your life with a DUI.
2: Everybody wants you to get home to the game and home safe. That's right.
3: Absolutely.
2: All right. Well, Kirsten, it's always a pleasure. And listen, have a wonderful weekend.
3: Thank you. Stay safe.
2: And go Grizz. All right. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go ahead and take our break now. Do you want to just take a call uh, since Joe's on the line? Let's go Yeah. Let's go ahead and take Joe's call. We have three minutes before you have to take a break. Joe, good morning. You're on with Walt Kiro. Go ahead, please, sir.
4: Yeah, thank you. I uh, wanted to talk about inflation because uh, John Tester apparently was on the, uh, I don't know, was it CNBC or whatever? But I didn't hear it, but I heard what he said. He blamed inflation on what, when you pay at the grocery store uh, higher prices, you're, it's because of uh, corporate buybacks. Of stock and corporate, uh, uh, you know, so the top dog salaries and uh, corporate greed. I, I knew a, corporate greed, yeah, right?
2: Corporate yeah, that's what that's what that they like is, to say.
4: The corporate, yes, yes. And I just find that ridiculous. But I did know a guy from uh, the Bureau of Economic Research at the University of Montana back years ago, and he felt he also held that position. You know that. Inflation is due to corporate greed, and it just... I
2: can't get over it. I I don't. What do you think about it? Well, uh well uh, yeah, corporate greed is not not something new. It's been going on since the corporation was was founded, right? <laughs>
5: yeah, and since man's been on earth, yeah. greed is is part is always there and always present, but uh I <laughs> some of my favorite uh, uh videos on YouTube now are to watch Milton Friedman. Uh he had an interview with Donahue. And Donahue was asking about all of this corporate greed stuff. And, and, and Milton told, talked to him and just said, hey, there's nothing wrong with trying to uh, make yourself better and this and that and the other thing. Well, that's why we have laws. If you're greedy and you violate the law, you're, you're at risk. But the whole concept of inflation again deferring to uh, Milton Friedman an econo- economist and our uh, Pat Barkey uh, I've heard, I've listened to him for years and and the primary motivator of inflation is is the government and its printing press and when they spend more money than they bring in and and all you know the the big thing is the money supply so who is controlling the money supply will have the Biggest impact on inflation, and as I've mentioned before, inflation is the worst tax of all because it's silent, it's deadly, uh, it, it affects everybody, and, a, and it affects low-income people the worst. So, anyway, those are my thoughts on inflation. It's just bad.
4: Are we at a, Are we at a trillion in uh, interest payments now? I,
5: I've heard that it, it's getting up there, but I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised and. Yeah, yeah, we're we're going to spend ourselves broke, that's for sure. And who knows where that yeah. tipping point is, Joe, uh, but we know it's out there, and when it happens, it's not going to be a pretty sight.
4: Well, I've always been fond of saying that, you know, we're we're so lucky when we live in the United States because we had the Louisiana Purchase, and we bought Alaska from Russia, and we got those deals because we were in a strong cash position. We had money in the bank. And Russia and, and France were in debt, and we ended up buying it. Now you got Xi Jinping comes to San Francisco, and uh, they don't want him buying farmland, but he's probably buying up San Francisco.
5: Yeah, well, now, I mean that's where we're at. You know? Yeah, including all the drug needles and the and the poop map. <laughs> God, but, you know <laughs> who wants to buy that?
4: that? So many conservative people that I know who have been very conservative about their investments in real estate and everything. And they don't want to talk about the national debt because it's too political. Yeah. It's just, oh, they get a headache. Yeah. It ruins their day.
2: Yeah. Joe, thanks for the call. Thanks, Joe. Uh, just real quick, yeah, I, I, I looked this up. As of October of this year, the U.S. government has a monthly interest rate of 3.05% on its debt, continuing an upward trend on interest rates at the beginning and beginning of 2022. In March of 2023, U.S. debt reached $31.46 trillion. Yeah.
5: Yeah. (gasps) Okay. (laughs) So 3% on that's going to push a trillion. Yeah. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Dennis Bragg with the latest forecast from the Town Square Weather Center. Our dry, cold weather pattern will continue into the weekend with patchy freezing fog in some valley locations burning off to sunny afternoons Friday, but still only reaching the upper 20s. Saturday, we'll start with some clouds with clearing later in the afternoon. Bundle up for the Grizz game as temperatures will only be in the 20s, but no playoff snow showers in the
2: forecast. Just partly cloudy skies, mostly sunny with a few clouds at times on Sunday and Monday. And with that, we're back on TalkBack. Phone lines are open, by the way, if you have a question for Walt Cura, a resident CPA, uh, here in the studio with us this morning. I just looked something up. Uh, We're talking about the national debt. Yeah. And, uh, okay. According to the federal budget in pictures, um, okay, Uh, out-of-control spending in Washington is burdening each American with large and growing uh, levels of public debt. A child born in 2023 will instantly have... A share of the public debt, if you want to pay it all off, $78,089 mm. for every man, woman, and child in this country right now. Yeah. that's uh, if, we, if we wanted to retire the debt altogether. Yeah. hmm <laughs> So anyway. Yeah, good luck. Just so you know, uh, if, if just, just to cheer up your day. Mm-hmm. That, on this Friday. Go ahead. Uh, okay. What else you got in your Moving stack Moving into the
5: stack of stuff. Yes, sir. Uh, we've had some callers ask about this, and this is the 1099K reporting requirements about where you sell stuff, goods and services, and use credit cards and whatnot. The IRS has delayed the implementation of of uh, uh, that filing requirement because they were dropping it down to $600, so, if you sold widgets on eBay or uh, Wayfair, whatever marketplace you'd add and use credit cards, uh, you, you know, uh, the credit card companies will issue that those uh, 1099-Ks, but uh, e- e- you're going to have to be careful in the future because they are going to implement this. The good news is, is when they implement it next year, they're anticipating the use of a $5,000 threshold instead of six hundred. So that'll help quite a bit of the oh, yeah. you know uh, people that do it as kind of a do their selling as kind of a hobby and right. not a business. Right. So that'll that'll be beneficial. That'll be helpful. Good to know.
2: Oh, yeah. Good to know. And the paperwork that comes with that is just, you know, it's just crazy. I, I was looking on your, your your stack of stuff list here, and something jumped out at me. Uh, I, I I love the big names here, right? Oh, yeah. You've got Senator Elizabeth Warren versus the inimitable Elon Musk. Yeah. Uh, here, here's what you wrote. The senator accuses Musk of freeloading off everybody else. Musk told the senator open her eyes for two seconds, <laughs> she'd realize that she and he's saying he's in his voice. I'll pay more taxes than any American in history. Don't spend it all at once. Oh, wait, you did already. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah.
5: Uh, uh, oh, that's hilarious. Uh, I was I can't remember if I was watching TV or the, listening to the radio, but. There's a professor from Tulane, and Tulane's in in the New Orleans area, and his name is Walter Isaacson. But he's a pretty good writer. Uh, he's from academia, but he he shadowed Elon Musk for two years and wrote a book on Elon Musk. Wow, it's about 625 pages. I bought it and I read it, and I'm glad I did because I learned a lot. What did you learn? And, uh, you know, because you learn a lot about Elon Musk, but also what drives him and what gets him to where he's going. And, you know, he's got these huge altruistic goals. And, you know, one of them is to establish a colony on Mars so that if we blow up each other here on Earth, there will be humans to, you know, survive that kind of a, a Armageddon. And then he's also trying to make, obviously, electric vehicles that are good and and workable. But he even said, hey, the the other manufacturers, the price is too high. And so nobody's buying or very few people are buying those electric vehicles. But he made a ton of money uh, on paper only. But in 2021, uh, he put it out on Twitter. Should I sell some of my Tesla stock? Well, he did. And. He paid $11 billion in tax in 2021. Now, think about that. That, uh, that is an ungodly amount of tax. And, you know, they, and he was exactly they really, right. They, they spent really, it.
2: They stuck it to him, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. They, uh, anyway. Well, so, so much for the rich not paying their fair share. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or at yeah. Least with this one rich guy, anyway. Yeah, that's right. And it's mostly through his
5: efforts, you know, that Tesla's worth a bunch of money. Uh, he, he, you know, I think he saved Twitter now that it's called X, but he's advanced free speech. And he's the one who's caused a big uproar in the federal government because they were working in cahoots with private enterprise to
2: restrict speech and, uh, right. you know, shut people up. And, oh, anyway, well, I I, 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 I love when somebody had him on a uh, some sort of uh, interview show and they were saying, oh, this such and such and so and so have canceled all their advertising. And he uh, replied with a deleted expletive. He said, you know what? Go ahead. I don't need you. That's no, right. Don't, don't worry. If you drop your advertising, i got 20 other people that want to get on and take that space. So just go right ahead. That's right. <laughs> That's right.
5: <laughs> and, and yeah. I, you know, in the uh, there's a famous writer by the name of Ayn Rand, and she wrote several books, but one of them is Atlas Shrugged. And right. in there, there was a hero by the name of John Galt. I remember. And there's quite a few people have made references to... Elon Musk is the John Galt of today's, uh, society. And for those of you who have read, uh, you know, Atlas Shrugged and remember it, uh, there's, there's a lot
2: of similarities. We're going to come right back. Phone lines are open if you have an ta- actual tax question. That's why Walt is here. We're waxing eloquent on all sorts of things here. But if you have a tax question, Walt is here to answer it. He'd love to do that. Uh, for the next 40 minutes, we'll be right back. 721 is our number. 1-800-568-5309. So stay with us. We're back on Talkback 721-1290 is our number. Walt Kiro here in the studio with us this morning from Kiro Byington and Associates. And all of a sudden, our phone lines just lit up. So let's uh, let's get right to it here. I believe uh, Brad is up next. Um, Brad, good morning. You're on Talkback. Hi, hi, Brad. Yeah, but, yeah.
1: How how are
2: you doing, Walt? Oh, better than I deserve. Uh, What's that's
1: up? That's what I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, What I wanted to uh, uh, cover, you know, I'm a senator, former public service commissioner, uh, eight years worth on that, uh, is today is the last day to offer public comment about tearing down the uh, four dams on the Snake River. And what I would recommend that people do when they comment to their congressmen or senators of choice, and I'd recommend all of them, is to say that we know that you are upset that this was done with secret meetings, uh, but we're tired of you telling us that you are nonplussed. We want you to demand open, honest meetings with transparency. We want a discussion on the benefits and the consequences of tearing down those dams. And until those meetings are scheduled and the public allowed to comment, we will not vote for any of the four remaining uh, appropriations bills. All they have to do is schedule the meetings. This is not a great big demand on the president or anybody. We want. How can you have? You know, uh, uh, well, you know, you're an economist. You can go into the economics of carrying those dams down. But how can you have a open, honest government, a democracy? If things are simply dictated through private meetings, through closed discussions of those that want to accomplish the end goal.
5: Yeah, well, that's the opposite of transparency is when you have closed meetings and nobody knows what the heck's going on except for those people inside those meetings. but. Just a little quick uh, clarification of the record. I'm a I'm a CPA. I'm a tax guy, and uh, uh, I'm I'm nowhere close to being able to understand all the details that uh, micro and macro economists uh, get involved with. But I, I defer that to our uh, esteemed Patrick Barkey. But uh, I, I yeah I'm not you know the the whole concept of of uh, dams and th- that's a whole separate topic. But yeah there should be public input to that and uh, yeah thanks for the heads up on today's last day
1: yeah yeah it is and all four of them should hear that we don't care about the outcome at this point we want open honest discussions with input none of this affects uh, me over here in Yellowstone County this is the co-ops on your end of the state they're going to take it you know uh, 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 square up the keister there's no other way to put it and it's not the co-ops. It's the co-op members. Those are Montanans. Yeah. And we deserve the uh, right to, uh, uh, to discuss this. They are tearing down dams as we speak in California. The baseload and the economics will come from the reduction. Are horrific. And there is not one word of uh, dissent out there or uh, 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 a uh, learned discussion. And the people deserve that.
5: Okay, yeah. So uh, I guess in the future, if they take out these dams, we'll have to burn more coal to uh, drive all these electric vehicles, huh?
1: Well, according to them, all you got to do is build about 1,000 windmills to replace those four dams. Well, the dams run 24 hours a day, and the windmills run 40% of the time. That actually means you need about 3,000 windmills Mm -hmm. situated where the wind is different at different hours of the day and it is an absurdity
2: and somewhere to store that energy which is not extant yet
1: well the uh, everybody you know uh, particularly uh, those that love windows, talk about well we have battery power you know we can go with a uh, uh, battery storage uh, i have followed these discussions uh, as a citizen intervener and battery storage is a hundred per megawatt. People are freaking out because their bills went up 27% as Northwestern uh, customers. You start going to the windmills, backup gas generation, and battery storage, and you will love a simple 27% increase compared to what's coming your way by those that are complaining about the 27% increase. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: All right. No. Okay. You know, Brad, thanks thanks for the well, call.
1: Try yeah, you know, well, try running a business if uh, energy is a large component of your cost. You can't do it. You are not competitive.
2: Brad, thanks for the call. We appreciate Thank it. You. And but but at least the fish will be happy.
5: Yeah, and all those chi- all those kids that are working in the cobalt mine in Congo, they'll be happy
2: because they'll keep having a job. We're we're up against a break, and we have just about all of our phone lines full. We have Dale and Charlie and Harry and Susan, and everybody wants to talk with Walt. So we're, we're going to go- <laughs> come right back right after this. We've all got that.
5: Of
6: congress invites you to visit the revamped veterans history project website where first-hand accounts shared by u.s military veterans are accessible to the public performing a search of the collection is easy first go to loc.gov vets click explore the collections scroll down to search the vhp collections and click make sure you're searching this collection and with simple keywords you can find what you're looking for visit loc.gov vets today
2: Welcome back to Talk Back. Hi, Peter Christian. Nick Christensen uh, taking your phone calls this morning and producing Talk Back. He's been very busy this morning. And let's get Dale on the line. Dale, you're on with Walt. Hi, Dale. Hi, Walt. Um, My question is um, Roth conversions from
1: regular IRA to Roth. Mm -hmm. I'm 69 years old, and I anticipate my required minimum distributions in, what, four years? Yeah. To more than double my current um, taxable income.
7: Oh boy. I have,
1: cash, I have cash to pay taxes with out of pocket. Yeah. Um, so my question is, is, how do you, um, or where do I go to get, um, somebody to calculate the advantage or disadvantage? And if I do that, will that reduce
5: my social security benefit? Okay, uh, it shouldn't have any impact on your Social Security benefit. If your income gets too high, they will increase the uh, Medicare Part B and D premiums that you pay, and they withhold that from your Social Security check. So, if you you know doubled or tripled your income, you could get into uh, a place where you're you know. Uh, Part B Medicare premium is like 400 and some dollars a month. So from that aspect, that's the negative of of Roth conversions is, is you can, it can bump up your income. So what I, you know, uh, w- there are uh, websites out there. I think Fidelity has one, Vanguard, some of the other places have uh, 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 tables that you can use and input the information to tell you, uh, uh, the benefits, uh, the cash tax benefits of converting to Roth. Because the nice thing about a Roth is, once you reach the minimum distribution age, and this year it's seventy three, and in two or three years, Dale, it might even be higher. But uh, assuming that it stays at seventy three. You know, you you look at that and say, God, can I spread that out? Because you can always spread that conversion out. So if you wanted to convert the whole account, you might take two, three years or four years or five years to do it. But the thing is, is with Roths, you don't have to, Roth balances in your IRAs are not subject to the minimum distribution. So you avoid that. And as I've talked <laughs> right. about before, Dale is as if the economy goes bad and the value of your investments go to go down. And this is something I'm doing. I'm just waiting my time and looking at converting my IRAs to Ross uh, once the value of the investments goes down. But anyway, uh, does that help you?
1: Well, I've looked and looked and looked online to find you know some sort of calculator. All I can find are are um, calculators to calculate my RMD, not the tax advantages and
5: disadvantages. Yeah. Okay. Is that uh, something, something a CPA can do? Oh yeah, we can do that. Uh, yeah, but there's always in this uh, question, Dale, you have to know all your facts and circumstances and uh, your prior year right. return and what what what's going to happen, and then we can you know uh, then we can do calculation. So uh, we can help you with that. Um, but it would require an appointment, looking at your prayer years returns, and inputting your prayer years returns into our software, and do, you know, doing our magic, as some people call it. But we right. can do would that. Would that
1: be just uh,
5: one one year prior return or multiple years? Uh, I like to look at multiple years, but and the reason is because that way, if there's fluctuations, they'll pop up.
2: Okay. All right, thank you. You bet, Dale. Thank you, thank you for the call, Dale. Appreciate that. Charlie's up next. Charlie, good morning. You're on with Walt Kiro. Go ahead, please. Hi,
7: Charlie.
2: Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, um, I'm we're trying to
0: limit our tax liability here at the end of the year. Uh, my son and I are uh, own a an S corp. I'm president. He's the vice president. Yeah. And we decided that we're going to go purchase a new van this year, but unfortunately, we can't just go right down to the lot and write them a check because there's no van on the lot. Uh huh. So we've ordered one, and we will give them a, a deposit, and probably around. Well, the van's close to sixty, so we figure we'd give them about eight eight thousand for a deposit. Yeah, I would imagine that that would be deductible, right?
5: Uh, in this case, Charlie, I'll, I'll just tell you the law indicates that in order to depreciate this van, you have to place it in service. So you have to take physical possession and use it in your business. And it could be for an hour on December 31st, but you have to have taken delivery and used it in, in your business to get a deduction. So I wish I had something better for you on that. But the deposit's not going to work because that's just, uh, in most cases, it's refundable. And and because it's refundable, it's just, you know, it, it's not going to work in your case.
0: Oh, okay. One, then one other question. Um, w- w- would there be a benefit to us then to maybe take a bigger dividend than we normally take to reduce the balance that's going to be in our checking account over the over the Uh, turn of the year
5: uh out of your s corp uh only you're not going to get a huge tax benefit out of that you'll just have a cash benefit because you pay taxes out of the s corp on your w-2s and the bottom line the ordinary income from the s corp and so the dividends uh unless you're uh, basis in your stock is negative or small uh, is not going to be a taxable event. So uh, the taking more cash out isn't going to change things in most cases.
0: Okay. Okay. All right. Then one other question real quick. We can't sure. take possession of this new ban until uh, I think, well, who knows when the guy first said June and then maybe February and like that, but we just want to go buy it. Like Yeah. Ramsey would suggest just write a check for it. Yeah. So that we don't have the payment and and all of that happy Mm -hmm. stuff going on. Uh, So would you recommend that, that we do it that way? Just go buy the thing. If if you have the, time, if you
5: have if you have that ability, that's what I would do, and you know,
2: and do um, do it now before the first of the? If year?
5: if you can, yeah. and I wouldn't limit myself to whoever you're dealing with, because uh, I know that there are Toyota dealers. There's all kinds of dealerships all across the country, and you know, whatever you're looking for van wise, you should be able to find it in the United States in this day and age. Let's ship it. Yeah, or go no, pick it up and have a nice drive home.
0: There's not one. They, there's not. It has to be manufactured. Oh, like pre-ordered. There's there, there's not one in the country. Holy that, smokes! That we can that we can get. Right. Yeah, that's what we said. Oh. We can get an electric van, no? <laughs> but the, an electric van. We're working down in Hamilton right now. We'd have to stop and charge it up on the way because I haul such a load. Oh, in in my van that has 500,000 miles on it.
5: Oh, okay. You couldn't go buy a a Tesla pickup.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that I guess I could put a trailer on it and and go at it like that. But we're not looking to spend that kind of money. Yeah. You know, I almost fell over when I got the $60,000 quote.
5: Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, Yeah. that's that. It takes your breath away.
0: Yeah. So even if I gave them $60,000 now before the first of the year, I, it's not going to do me any good because I don't have possession of the van. Yep. You so
5: need possession. Bad. And the second step is you have to put it in service. So, like, okay. if, but if there was one in, say, New Orleans, Louisiana, and you flew down there and got it, the mere fact that you picked it up and started driving it back to use in the business is considered business use and then you've fulfilled the requirement of placing it in service.
0: Okay. 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 All right. Well Charlie. we'll just we'll
2: just run it run it that way then. Char- okay. You.
0: Sorry, Charlie. <laughs> yeah.
2: Good good luck to you, Bye. sir. Stay with us. We have Harry and Susan, uh, still waiting to visit with Walt Kier. This is great. Uh, good lots of good tax yes, advice. Good, that's what it's all question. about. We're coming right back after this timeout. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Talk back, rolling, quite literally flying by here this morning with all these phone calls for Walt Kiro, our resident CPA. And again, we really appreciate you being with us, Walt. Oh, yeah, I appreciate the opportunity. You, Thank bet. you. All right, Harry's up next. Harry, good morning. You are on Talk Back, sir. Please go ahead. Hi, Harry. Yeah, good morning,
8: Walt. Uh, earlier, you were talking about inflation and the, the government's uh, printing money was the cause of it. But uh, I wonder, always wonder how that works, because I actually talked to... Mr. Barkey about it, and he pretty much said, well, that wasn't, you know, that was kind of iffy. And uh, to me, and it seems like it's always been that way, it's more, well, this last ba- back- batch of inflation was caused by the breakdown of the supply chains during COVID. That's what really caused it. I mean, people had money, granted g- the government had given people money. Just to keep them going. But if they had stuff to buy, you know, the chains hadn't been broken. They that money would have gone out, and it would kept circulation going. And even back in the 70s, it wasn't the government spending; it was the uh, oil embargo. Which, of course, when you embargo, you know, oil goes up or uh, that high, everything goes up. So, I mean, this idea—I I, maybe you could explain to me how government spending or, ma- or uh, printing money causes inflation because i i don't see how what the government spend causes the eggs to go up or milk to go up or anything like that
5: okay uh the the most eloquent discussion on the causes of inflation was by milton friedman and he there's some youtube videos out there where he explains that and it's it's a very difficult thing to describe but it talks about the money supply. There's M1 and M2, but also in addition to M1 and M2, it's called the velocity of money. And so how fast is that money spinning through the economy? All those are the root causes of inflation, but there's usually more to that stew than just the money supply. These other things that you're mentioning, like uh, the supply chain hiccups and whatnot, but uh, uh, to me, the greatest evidence of the money supply Being at the root cause of inflation has to do with what happened back in the 1930s when the Federal Reserve Bank, I think it was in New York, made a drastic cutback in the supply of money. And so then what we had was the opposite of inflation. They had deflation. And we know what happened after that. That's where we had a depression. And so, uh, you know, this is out of my Ballpark is just from what I've read and my anecdotal experience. But I just love listening to Milton Friedman because he was able to explain things in a very simple way. And, uh, you know,
8: I, I just think, uh, well, I well, I just look at the because they were saying that all the way from what, 2008 when they were putting out all kinds of money was being spent and they kept, all the inflation is going to get, and it never happened until just like say when the supply chains broke down. So, I mean, they, yeah, it's like I, I've said before, I mean, it's like you keep saying, well, Boy, if you crack your knuckles, you're going to get arthritis, and eventually, you know, guy gets, turns 80, he has arthritis. So, see, I told you, you cracked your knuckles, and now you got arthritis. I mean, so if you keep saying something long enough, eventually, of course, it's going to come around. But is it really? I mean, and, and well, they uh, what is it? Uh, Will Rogers said about economists: their guests are li- liable to be as good as anybody else's. So, I mean, yeah.
5: Yeah, yeah, I, I hear you. I, you know, I don't disagree with what you're saying, but uh, you, you, you have a key question. And I, I think we're going to be talking about this now and in the future. What's what are the causes of inflation? Yeah, there's a lot of factors, but there are some factors that are more significant than others that that cause that. And Alrighty. the the big the big Thanks, sir. the big definition is is there's too few goods uh, there's too much money chasing too few goods and uh, uh, that's another way of saying some of the things that we talk about with the money supply and uh you know we have too much money chasing
2: not enough goods okay let's get right back to the phone say good morning to Susan Susan good morning you're on with Walt Kiro go ahead please hi susan
6: hey hi yes i just caught you i'm on a hike so anyway i'm stopping um i'm calling Walt because i'm wondering i'd like him to explain this tax credit that you get from a donation to your public schools and it's a one-for-one credit and it has to the schools are the ones who enter it into the lottery this has been going on for three years and um Most of the money that the state has allocated toward it has been taken up by Big Sky Montana, not our Big Sky High School. And um, it's time that Missoula County gets into, or Missoula Public Schools gets into this. So if Walt could explain it so other people could understand it.
5: I wish I could, Susan. Uh, This is the first uh, that I've heard of this. This sounds like a Montana credit and uh, yeah. I, I'll have to research it because
2: I'm, you know, I'm ignorant. No, Susan, Susan, this, okay. this, Susan, 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 this is Peter. Uh, yes. I, I would love to, to find out more about this and do a news story about it. Uh, what What's the source of your Good. information?
6: My source of my information, it's on the state, of course, tax website. It's also on the Missoula County Public Schools website. You go to that, there's a green box on the... St- on the first page there. And if you click on that, it will explain to you how you, as an individual, write out your check, fill out the form, and send it into the schools. Now, I did this last year, and I'm going to do it again. Um, the state started with setting aside $1 million. Last year it was $2 million, and this year it's $5 million. And so that's, I'm really think the accountants in Missoula should know about this yeah. because Missoula set aside 14, Scott, $14,000 yeah. last year. Um, big Sky gets something like $890,000
8: yeah. because
6: oh. those accountants know about it and they get their people into giving big donation, big credits.
5: There yeah. Okay. And so this is a credit claimed on your Montana tax return? Yes. Okay.
6: And it's just a transfer. Instead of paying your state taxes, you're paying it to your local school.
5: Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay, well, okay. Uh, I'll plead my yeah, ignorance, but anyway, I'll follow and up,
2: so, th- and thank you. Thanks. It sounds, oh, like, it sounds like a pass-through.
6: Okay, so I appreciate that. All right, okay. thank you. Thank you, Bye Susan. Now.
2: Hey, we're up against a break. Uh, we have Tim waiting to visit with you, and Walt is busily typing in, here's what, here's what I'm going to research now. Seven two one twelve ninety is our number, 1-800-568-5309. We're coming back right after this. Chris Jackamick. I served in the United States Air Force and I deployed
5: three times. So in 2017, I was serving as an Air Force First Sergeant. Our motto in that role is, my job is people, everyone is my business. But unfortunately in that year, I would lose my own brother, Lance Corporal Adam Jackamick, to suicide. The majority of veteran suicides are from guns. I store my weapons securely, not only for myself, but for my family. Store all your guns securely. Help stop
2: suicide. My
5: service never stops.
2: Brought to you by End Family Fire and the Ad Council. Okay, welcome back to Talk Back. Only about oh seven minutes left, and let's get uh, Tim on the line right now with uh, Walt Kiro. Tim, good morning.
7: Yeah, thanks for taking my call. This is a I hope the gentleman from Hamilton still on. Last night I was on YouTube looking at the cost of replacing batteries in elect in the uh, Ford Lightning pickup truck. Oh, was it a scary number. 44- Forty four thousand dollars to repair to replace the battery packs in a Ford Lightning, six to eight months wait time. So if you're and they said that if you buy a Ford F one fifty and the motor goes, you pay about thirteen thousand dollars to get a new motor. But the battery packs are for forty four thousand and it takes over two hundred thousand miles to get equal to equalize your money out just on those costs. But the Ford Lightning being around eighty, ninety thousand dollars $90,000, it will take a much longer time to get any kind of money back on, on your drive on that thing. So it's $44,000 to replace the battery pack on those things. And that was from a Ford dealer.
5: Yeah. Ouch. Ouch is. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> and not... they,
2: and
7: the, those battery packs, they have eight compartments to them, eight separate cells. So you can replace a cell if it goes bad. And they're about eight thousand dollars.
2: Hmm. Sounds like so a sounds like a rich guy's toy. End.
7: Yeah. So, and here's the other problem: they only warranty them for a year. So oh, even better. <laughs> <on> your, <laughs> yeah. God. You have a four year warranty on your pickup truck, but the batteries are only warranted for a year. No wonder so, they can't sell them. Well, yeah. I mean, you got to love EV. Or electric vehicles, but the cost is just astronomical. Unbelievable! Ouch! All right. Well, that's just that's just a heads up for that guy down there in Hamilton who wants to buy an electric van. And there, and the other problem is, in the cold, the batteries only use about fifty. You can only get about fifty percent of the mileage when you're hauling a load. Mm-hmm. So your battery might they might tell you might get three hundred miles for a full charge. You're in the cold and you've got a load. You're going to get maybe 100, 125, 130 miles out of it.
5: Uh, Yeah. A lot of things to think about.
7: yeah, that's just a heads up for
2: that guy in Hamilton. All right. Mm-hmm. Thank you for the call, sir. We All right. appreciate it. All yeah, right. thank you. Yes, seven two one twelve ninety is our number. one 800 568 We still have about five minutes left in our time with Walt. Man, this, this has been an impactful program.
5: Oh, yeah. And I've got a couple of Montana things because I know uh, uh, we have a listener out there who's really interested in military retirement exemption on Montana. Right. You want me to... Yeah, go ahead. Follow through on that. By all means. Okay, the legislature did pass a bill to exempt military retirement, but here's the caveat. you got to keep working, like in W-2 or your Mm -hmm. self-employment, because the credit is the exemption of the income is the lesser of 50% of the income received from DFAS— or the amount of Montana W-2's business income or Montana farm income.
2: We do have a call. Uh, we have about four minutes left. Gary, good morning. You're on Talkback. Please go ahead. You're on with Walt. Hi, Gary.
5: Yeah. Yeah.
7: Hi, Walt and Peter, Nick. Uh, say, Walt, I had a question about the new 1099 uh, reporting. Yeah. To the IRS. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, they, they brought it from 250 down to 10. Because most small businesses definitely will exceed 10, you know, 1099s or W-2s.
5: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. But the whole thing is, is that they've deferred the reporting and those cutoffs until next year. But um, if you've got, uh, you know, I think... And we'll see what happens because right now the IRS has deferred the reporting, but they're still implementing new rules. And so we'll know more in January or February what's going to happen with that. But, yeah, you know, it's something to be concerned about.
7: Yeah, definitely, definitely.
5: Okay, very good. Thank you. Okay, Gary. Hey, thanks for the call. Thanks for the call.
2: Okay, the li- lines are clear, Walt. Go ahead. We've got about uh, two and a half minutes.
5: Okay, uh, and a couple of other big things in Montana, but the big one is uh, the governor signed Senate Bill 544 back in May. And Montana became the 35th state to enact what we call uh an election for pass-through entity tax. So right now on your federal tax return, you're limited if you itemize to $10,000 of Montana income or property tax. What can happen is is if you have a pass-through entity like an S corporation or partnership, you can pay that Montana tax at that entity level on your behalf. And then it's excluded from your income. So it gets the same thing as a deduction and it circumvents the tax law on itemized deductions. Now there are 35 States that do it and they've done it under the, the goodwill of the IRS. So for all of you people out there that have pass-through entities and disregarded entities, this is something to look into or when you go to do your tax return, you can make this election and and uh I have some people that are going to benefit from that.
2: Good. So it's a good thing.
5: It's a really good thing.
2: Excellent. All right. So who 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 thought that up? <laughs> it's well, a good thing. Oh, yeah. well, there's
5: a lot of smart Tax people out right. there in the world, and there's a bunch in New York and Illinois and, and California that figured out a way. Well, let's try this. This mm-hmm. is a workaround to that limitation. Right. And so they they
2: worked with the IRS, and it came up. So how do we get in touch with Walt to uh, get more information and in your business and all that? Sure. Yeah. We're well. We're downtown at uh,
5: 269 West Front phone number is 406-549-2288 you can reach us at uh, uh, carol binkton cpas our website is kb cpas.net and uh, yeah that's that's how that's how we get contacted
2: well again thank you for all your expertise and sharing that today
5: oh hey I, I appreciate the opportunity and merry christmas
2: to everybody and Let's rock and roll, Grizz. You bet. Okay, Nick, what's coming up on Monday's fabulous program, sir? Uh, We'll do open phones from 8 to 8.30, and then we'll have the KGVO Book Club with Michael and Mirdad from 8.30 to 10. And the book is The uh, The War on the West, How to Prevail in the Age of Unreason, by douglas murray all right get out there and enjoy and go grizz beat those bison all right and uh uh, yeah and the u of m commencement coming up later on this afternoon and the game tomorrow so lots going on have a fun and safe weekend everybody